This episode of Uniquely Milwaukee contains humans doing dog voice. Look at that face. <laughs> I cannot look at that face. I know. What is it about that voice? How does it just come? It's I like everybody speaks know. it. I don't know. We also discuss who is a good boy later on, which may be upsetting to not so good boys. You know who you are. Get down. I'm here. <laughs> Hi, this is Nate Immig stepping in for Salam Fatire this week on Uniquely Milwaukee. We're almost done with August. Many students are back in school and you may be feeling like summer is over. But there's still a few weeks of summer left, which living in Milwaukee, as you know, is peak Milwaukee. But summer is also peak season at the Wisconsin Humane Society. It and shelters around the state experience a spike in animals coming in. Yeah, so summer season is our highest intake months. Um, there are more litters born in the summer, more stray animals in the summer, and so we have a large volume of animals coming to us really from June through October. Definitely peak season for us, and we need help um, this time of year more than any other. That's Angela Speed with the Wisconsin Humane Society. She says finding forever homes for all the animals is a challenge, and there is one group in particular that is hard to place and that's senior animals. They're a group that often get overlooked when there's a sea of puppies and younger dogs, and um, we love seeing seniors get adopted. And the need is great. Angela says hundreds of senior animals need to be rehomed each year. I do know that so far this calendar year in 2022, we've adopted out somewhere between 400 and 500 senior animals, um, and that includes cats and dogs and that senior age is typically around seven years or older. But I'd say like 10 to 15% of our adoptions overall are senior animals. Adopting a senior animal, Angela says, comes with its own set of expectations and rewards. And there are two things in particular to consider with those aging animals. And one is, it's just so rewarding to like have an animal in their golden years and be able to give them the best life possible. And you're saving a life. Like a lot of people are drawn to younger animals, puppies and kittens, and the senior animals do take longer to get adopted. And so there's just that um, wonderful um, reward of being able to provide an awesome home for a senior animal. And then secondly, a lot of people, you know, don't need the chaos of a puppy or kitten in their house. Um, There's so much more training and management that goes into having especially a young puppy and with senior animals you know what you're getting (laughs) like their their size their personality oftentimes shelters and rescues have more history on senior animals especially if they were surrendered um sometimes with puppies you may adopt an eight pound puppy thinking that they're going to grow up being a small lab and they turn into a great dane (laughs) you never know for sure what's in their dna unless you do a dna test Um, So with senior animals, what you see is what you get. What you see is what you get. And by this time, I wanted to see this whole senior adoption thing in action. So my first call was to a friend and, let's be real, icon, Miss BJ Daniels. The legendary drag queen, whose real name is Bjorn Nasset, has been rehoming senior dogs for more than 20 years at his home in River West. Welcome to the senior dog home. Oh, hello everybody. For senior pets. Oh. Hello again. What a lovely family. 
between a packed schedule of performances and photo shoots, BJ invited me to drop by to meet all five of his dogs, each one in their golden years. Yes, we have Coco, we have Jazzy, she's the one hugging you, monkey girl. That's uh, Miso, Delilah, the barker. Hi, Delilah. Over there is Yolanda. Oh, Yolanda. Who's the eldest? Uh, the oldest one is Yolanda. Yolanda. She's 16. Oh, boy. So this is, she's, and she's the smallest, too. And she's the smallest. <laughs> yes, yes. We head outside to the patio, just outside of Bark Range. Four of the five dogs follow us out and listen in on our interview. Yolanda the Chihuahua, the tiniest and oldest, sniffs around and sips from her water dish, while Jazz stays put right where my left hand falls, patiently getting pets and sporting a big toothy dog smile. You become the center of their universe, you know, especially older dogs, I think, too. You um, you do get a different connection because they're already a an established personality. So I understand you've been doing this for almost 20 years. Yeah. Or so when did it start? Well, that's the whole thing is that um, just an accidental thing. I think I was I was going to be 40 and um, it actually started with a cat. Strangely enough, a client came in and she said, um, I found this cat in the Northwestern Mutual parking lot. And what was weird was she had this cat. So I took the cat and um, I really fell in love with this cat. And then I was going to be 40 and I had these back cottage neighbors of me and they had two dogs. They were going to be moving to New York. And one of them was this elderly greyhound. And I just sort of out of nowhere said like, I'll take that dog, you know, because they didn't think the dog, he was so fragile, could make it in New York. So I took him and that started the whole thing. It just was like, I'm buying a house. All of a sudden I became very like domestic and I really kind of <laughs> wasn't before. So, um, yeah, that started it. So that was 21 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So even more than 20. Yeah. And how many how many dogs do you think you've homed over that time? I have. Well, with hospice and stuff like that too. It's not the length of time that you're with an animal, but more like that you're giving space to to live. So I've probably had about 22, and then um, and then these five that I have currently. Did you grow up with animals? I did. Yeah, I grew up on a farm, and uh, my dad, he kind of liked. Um, he liked misfit animals, so we had chickens, we had different things, and then one day he came home with a, like a horse um, that was used, <laughs> that was a plow horse uh, for an older couple uh, nearby. Probably was more like a donkey, but mostly a horse. So um, he, yeah, he had a thing for animals, although we didn't have any animals in the house. My mother was really against that. She liked animals, but she was like, no. Our house is not going to have animals in it. So we had barn cats. We had a dog that lived outside, a Labrador, uh, that lived 18 years. And she kind of guarded the uh, uh, barnyard. And we had pigs. We had nothing huge, though. It wasn't like we were not a, a farm. We were a crop farm. So, um, but yeah, you, you have rabbits. You have, I mean, I had lizards. I had snakes just that you would find. And so I always loved animals all the time. So it kind of brought me back at, at 40 years old was um, kind of another moment in my life, kind of caring for something else. I think you spend so many years caring about your career and what you're doing. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know, I need more than that. There is a thing, I think, too, about smaller dogs and different things that you just, I see people shrink, you know, when they, they come in. They're like, oh, you know, <laughs> they, they just automatically become smaller. 
so I had a couple hospice dogs, and it was it was shocking to people that that somebody would give away a dog that was dying, you know. And I feel like sometimes it's not that people are mean; they're just they're totally clueless. So I was brought a dog that literally was dying. She was emaciated. She was, um, you know, dehydrated. Uh, she could barely walk. She was super weak. Um, it was pretty obvious that she was going through sort of a late stage thing. I tried to rally with her, but it was funny. I shared her with Facebook. And here's the coolest thing, Nate, was that I had her for two weeks. People would contact me and come over. I had a nurse that contacted me, a friend of mine, that brought her two kids, and she wanted them to understand compassion and empathy. That's what she told me. And so these kids came over, and they held this little dog. She was a miniature pincher. And talk about a perfect way to understand empathy is to to comfort an animal that needs love in those final days. Right. Well, totally. And the thing is, you do, you get it back. Animals are so transparent. They're so, you know, um, people would say needy, but I would just say transparent. So you start petting even an animal that is dying. You see the eyes change. You, 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 you just feel them leaning in. Uh, and so you do get something back. So, yeah, I do feel like it does teach you a lot of things. I think I became more patient with my own mother in the last years of her life and things like that too. So I think we can learn a lot from um, these older beings for sure. I, I do, I have to say this, I gravitate to the ones that are more misfitty, kind of, the ones that are, look a little wonky <laughs> and a little funky because I always feel like they're probably gonna be the ones that are rejected because people want perfection, they want, you know, it's like we, we try to design our lives with this sort of idea of perfection and I think people do that with animals too and a lot of times they make big mistakes because that dog may look great but the personality may not be there. So I just got back from a trip with uh, my mom and her husband and they're I don't think would be offended if I said they were seniors maybe early seniors they're in their early 70s and they want a dog so bad okay but you know they just don't know if they want to commit to a puppy or a really rambunctious dog and I Having known that we were going to have this conversation, yeah. I said, "Did you ever consider a senior animal? You know, an animal that maybe is, uh, you know, a little bit more set in its personality, maybe a little more your pace." And they're right. like, "I never thought about that." Yeah. And I think for them, it could be a really great option. Right. Well, you know what? There are so many um, rescues out there that specialize in things like this. Here in Wisconsin, though, we do have Albert's Dog Lounge, and you know, it's a collection of volunteers, but the person that leads it is out of Whitewater. Um, so it's nearby and, you know, basically, yeah, they should look on the website and, um, they're vetted. So a lot of times these older dogs are going to be living with these foster people until they're adopted. But at that time they're making observations. They're saying this dog is really going to be good as a one dog person, uh, you know, for a couple or something. And then other dogs, no, they're great with people, pets, children, cats, hamsters so they're going to find out these observations and they're going to help your parents pick the right dog bjorn says yes adopting a senior animal is different their personality is set you don't really get to mold them into that animal that you think they should be they they just are who they are and bj says it comes down to one word allowance you're not trying to change them you're just you're allowing them to express who they are and then with that with that understanding comes more of a um a peaceful uh, way of coexisting together. Like if you're gonna do this, you have to allow. You know, you allow them to be. Um, 
I'm I'm not a disciplinarian. I mean, like, what do you? What's the discipline? Nobody's chewing anything, really. They're toys. They don't chew things up. People. That's a puppy. Don't forget. Um, they don't wreck anything. Uh, I yeah, there's very little that I ever reprimand them for at all, other than, you know, Coco tries to steal everybody's food all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking about all the trouble my two cats cause. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> my cats are right. chewing stuff up and eating food off our plates, and yeah. I always feel like they're plotting against me. Well, five. they kind of, they, they're not plotting against you. They really want to be involved with you. If anything, it can be, like, annoying because they want your attention too much. Yeah. And you're like, okay. <laughs> so that's why I do have a, have a dog-free zone. I think every person that adopts animals, you got to have a place that's just, that has a boundary. Mm-hmm just for you and that way you can devote all your when your time not in that area you can devote it to them and pay attention that's all they want is attention and a place to exist and relax I would say what I see a lot of dogs in the first few days is I see them go from being tense and like unsure to starting to relax a little bit and then Delilah that I have she was a hoarder dog that was in a trailer uh, in Texas, and she's 13, but she had been in a cage her whole life, so I've only petted her a few times in about a year and three months that she's been here, but even seeing her incrementally relax, come over and get a treat out of my hand, um, you know, play, to see her get playful a little bit, you know, and start doing her little zoomies around and play with me, <laughs> yeah. is funny. She still doesn't let me just pick her up or anything, um, but... I think you have to be a bit of an anthropologist and want to want to take in the ideas and personalities of all these creatures in your house. Yeah, I mean, if, when you say allowing, I mean, that's if that's as far as you get is you get a pet once or twice a year, uh, but the dog is happy, I mean, that's how far you get, and that's them, right? Right. Yeah. And speaking of allowing, there's a simple way to find out if you're ready to allow a new animal into your home, senior or otherwise. And it's a great way to test the waters. How you can become a foster parent for animals. Next on Uniquely Milwaukee. Do you want to know the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the Honor System. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model. We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today. So you heard me mention this before the break that I have two cats at home, Joan and Winston. We got them both as kittens and they are best friends. They groom each other, they play together, follow each other around the house and conspire together in a chorus of meows when it's close to feeding time. Except for that last bit, it's all pretty good. We've got a nice thing going at home. So the thought of adding another animal into the mix brings some uncertainty especially if that animal is a dog. Will they get along or will the fur fly? If you're in a similar situation where you want to add a pet, but you're not sure how they do, well, there's a Wisconsin Humane Society program designed for just that. Let's go back to Angela Speed. Is there an intersection at all between the fostering program and senior animals? Are senior animals sometimes available for fostering? Uh, Absolutely, and I cannot stress the importance of our foster program. It's like almost having a sixth shelter. We have 
thousands of animals who spend time in foster every year. Last year, it was about nearly 4,000 animals spent some time in foster homes. And oftentimes, they're animals who are too young for adoption and need to grow up big and strong before they're ready to be adopted. But there are many senior cats and dogs looking for foster care for everything from medical issues to behavior issues to just needing more room at the shelter for especially during the summer months when we have a lot of cats and dogs coming to us um, and if people are interested in fostering it's it's incredibly rewarding sometimes animals only need foster for a few days other times it's a few weeks but um, Another perk of it is if you fall in love <laughs> with your foster animal, <laughs> you get first dibs on adopting. And so if you're kind of on the fence whether or not uh, a senior animal is right for you, there's almost always senior animals on our foster list looking for short-term stays. And it's, it's, it's great to try that out. And if it's a great fit, great, you can, you can go ahead and adopt. And if not, we'll, we'll find a home for that animal through the sheltering system. All right, now you're really talking my language here because uh, we have two cats, and we're not sure how the cat would the cats might do with a dog. So maybe this would be a really good way to find out. Is um, oh, yes. you know, you foster oh, and everybody <laughs> does great, right? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, hearing about your situation, Nate, with two cats in your home, I think fostering would be a great option for you because you could try to see how your how your animals adapt to another companion in the household and see how they get along and if it doesn't work out that's totally fine then they can come back to the shelter for shelter placement and you can try a different dog <laughs> a different dog foster um, it's a it's a, I've done that before in the past we went through three foster dogs in my own household before we found a dog who was just an absolute great fit for our other dog and two cats yeah I know some um, I have some friends personally that have gone through the the foster process, one who's really active and they, they started small and then it like, it, it just became something they fell in love with doing and it, you know, um, posting pictures and, uh, you know, the kids, it's just become such a great addition to their, to their home and to their routine. Yeah, it uh, really is. And I, I can't stress how much of an impact foster parents have on our organization. We've had a few cases recently this summer where we've taken in large scale transfers. Um, we took in 25 rabbits from a from another shelter last week. And then earlier this summer, we took in 62 beagles and we wouldn't be beagles. able to- Yes, yes, they were un, um, unfortunately from a facility that was breeding animals for animal testing, but they were rescued and there were 4,000 of them originally. And oh we took in 62 and we're expecting actually another transfer of those beagles later this month. But foster parents make that possible. In the case with the beagles, we literally had them arrive on a Saturday night and within two hours, every single one of them went into a foster home because we didn't have enough space at the shelter itself. And we couldn't have done that and helped those animals without foster parents. And so their work and their volunteerism is absolutely life-saving. It makes such a huge impact and it is so rewarding and so fun. And we can never have enough foster parents. So right now, actually, we're looking for more foster parents for dogs and rabbits in particular. And before we go, we should make sure to show some love for the cats too. During this peak season, WHS is making it even easier to adopt a feline, including seniors, of course. Cats over one year of age have no fee. 
There is no adoption fee. We have a program called Name Your Own Fee, um, and you can make a donation if you would like when you adopt a senior cat, but we actually waive fees for senior cats, all adult cats, over one year. You can find out more about that program, the foster program, classes, and more on the WHS website. We'll also put a link in the show notes. Plus, you can check out all of the animals up for adoption on their site, too. If you're interested in the organization that Bjorn mentioned, Albert's Dog Lounge, we'll put a link to that one in the description as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of Uniquely Milwaukee, executive produced by myself, Nate Immig, hosted by Salam Fatire, filling in this week, and produced by Kenny Perez. Sarah Lahr is 88.9's marketing director. Dan Reiner handles our social media and our graphics and logo designed by Aaron Bagata. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. We put out new episodes of Uniquely Milwaukee every Monday from Radio Milwaukee. And coming up next week, we're talking about esports and how some MPS students are getting that experience right in the classroom. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll talk to you next week on Uniquely Milwaukee.